Let us pray. I thank you, Lord, for my birth and everything that's followed. I thank you, Lord, for today, and I will pray for tomorrow. I thank you, Lord, for the love of my life and a friend. I made a promise, and I'm loving my wife till the end. I thank you, Lord, for your guidance, because it's all that counts. And right here, right now, Lord, this is your house. I thank you, Lord, for a dream that came true to light, and I ask you to bless everybody in this room tonight. I don't always do the right thing, and I ask you to forgive me, because I need you here with me. Without you in my life, it's empty. I think back how some people did me like violence was the remedy. And because I think of that now, I pray for my enemy. I come to you hungry and tired. You give me food, let me sleep. I come to you weak, you give me strength. And that's deep, you call me a sheep and lead me to green pastures. Only asking that I keep the focus in between the chapters. You give me the word and only ask that I interpret and give me the eyes that I may recognize a serpent. And for as long as I can, as long as you permit me, please give me the strength I need to live. Bear with me. Amen. Episode three, let's go. Yeah. Let's get it. Yeah. We in the building. Here we go. DMX. We love you, brother. Good morning. Hey. Wake up, wake. Hey. Good morning. Oh, I'm up over here. Wake up, wake. <laughs> Good morning. Wake up, wake. Wake up, wake. Wake up and get yourself to church. Mic check one two one two, episode three P thirty two podcast three. here with a couple of my nearest and dearest uh, Grant, aka Sneaky Swole. <laughs> what that means is no one knows how buff Grant is until you catch him at the right angle in the right shirt. Um, but there are stories of Grant's six pack being visible through a t shirt. Uh, once upon a time during growth track, Brett, aka Bishop, oh, be cool, uh, and last but definitely not least, Brandon, aka Tiger the Hoods. Tiger Hoods. Tiger Hoods. Yeah, Tiger Who's Hoods. That handicap. Yeah, that's the that new golf name. Listen, I'm, I'm I'm just working on not losing golf balls right now. I'll work on the handicap <laughs> later when they stay in play. But right now, I'm just worried about looking good and not losing golf balls. My investment is large right now. <laughs> when you posted the the Jordan 4s mm-hmm. golfing cleats, you were in at that point, right? Oh. That was a moment I knew, you know what? Golfing might be... That might be a new calling for me. I might need to. Mm-hmm. I know. I might need to get and, out I, there. and you saw the Travis Scott ones I posted too, right? I did. But I would be worried if I bought some Jordan cleats and increased them. I think that defeats the purpose. So see, yeah, and that's and that's my problem with them too, <laughs> as well, because I really. So I have a. I have a. I have a little collection of shoes. Have you Have you that. bought any Jordan golf cleats? I just did today. <laughs> Stop it! I'm right not. Now. I'm not. Wait, how, how are you buying them with all the balls that you're losing? Oh, 
Hey man, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just, you I don't like question it, me, man. You said it. I'm just, <laughs> I was like, I just, I was, I feel like he has. I think he has. No, it's a, budgets, it's a matter though. of who pays for the golf balls at that point. Ah, oh, got it. Okay, all right. There well comes played. a point. I may or may not be fishing on the weekends for lost golf balls. So, okay, uh, you know, God will make a way. Grant just got like a quick turnaround vacation the golf to San Diego. G, how was I was, your I was gonna go back to the the golf thing because I feel like your golf cleats oh, cool. fall into the shoe budget and then the golf balls fall into the golfing budget. Like it's two Listen, different things. But that you know, thank you, Dave Ramsey, because uh, <laughs> I do have a golf supply line that right, I do keep for just that, and I have shoe budget, so I'm I'm all tallied up. Okay, here we go, man. Go. I've oh, never man. used tallied up before, but I used it today. <laughs> every every dollar accounted for. Every dollar. I just got back from Texas. How was that for mm. you? The wedding was beautiful. The venue was amazing. It was the uh, botanical gardens in Dallas. The weather was perfect. Okay. It was 71 degrees out. I flew in. Is this in. your first time to Texas? No. I have family in Texas. We went out for Anjali's brother's wedding a few got years it. ago and been to Texas a couple other times. But this was very different. Texas is on something else, man. Texas, yeah, people right. in Texas right now are living as if someone dared people to go <laughs> catch covid and okay. there's so many things that just don't make sense the in the airport they have all the dots on the floor six feet apart stand at your distance and everything else as soon as you get on the plane the flights were sold out sure mm-hmm. sure so there's no seats that are empty not even the middle seat none of the seats oh, no geez. seats yeah, yeah. and then halfway through the flight they're still asking people if they want drinks and snacks what is the point Whoa, what are we doing but yeah it was different. i was uh grateful to get back grateful for uh an amazing ceremony amazing wedding i landed at 9 30 on friday night officiated the wedding and i was back in la by 10 p.m saturday night I'm so Bro, you did that ceremony real quick, too. I was like, listen, yeah. this is a man that knows that there are single people getting married that's ready to make up for lost time. Listen, a ceremony, that ceremony was edited out. I was like, a, all right. A ceremony is not go. a church service. Listen, I don't need all that. Yeah, I don't want nobody was, singing. I just want to get it done. <laughs> Yes. I'm going to show just up, I'm going to wave at everybody, That's and we're it. out. That's it. I almost, I like yeah, I almost told Anjali to skip our reception, but we thought that might be rude. We were about to dip out, but we Yo, at least took some pictures. Just grab a wing on the way out. Yeah. Yo, but, I, but Anjali was cold on your wedding because she yeah. was shivering the whole time. I remember oh, she, that. Yeah, she had her back out looking amazing, a, but it was at Where'd night. you guys get married at? Griffith, Griffith uh, Observatory. Griffith Park. Grant did the audio for us. Brett helped set up everything beforehand. It was a family affair, man. We were broke when we got married. We yeah, we were on struggle bus, but we were happy. Okay. But uh, episode three, we're back. It's been Let's two go. weeks. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple yeah. things to talk about. Uh, we also have a few questions, so I actually want to start with that. Oh shoot! Okay. Shout out to all our all first right. time listeners, uh, hey. last time listeners. Shout out to everybody yeah. who said that they listened to us in the morning on the way to work or while at work. Okay. Uh, and shout out mm-hmm. to everybody who said they're listening to us while they commute. Yeah, because that commute is back. We appreciate y'all, yep. man. Thank y'all for tuning in and hanging out Love with us. Y'all so much. And thank you for the question so we're gonna get straight into it episode one grant shared his story with the vaccinations for someone who's not born in this country and evidently we weren't the only ones who didn't know about that a lot of people who listened didn't know about that and even asked some of their friends who weren't uh born in the states so one of the questions that we got specifically for you g is are there any other things that as someone who is not born in this country you don't really have an option with the answer is yes 
And there is so much at each individual phase of the process that you have to go through. So I've made a list of things up to the point where I'm at. I've not applied to become a naturalized citizen yet, but I'm sure there will be many more things to go through. So it's quite intense. And as you move from like a visa status to a green card status to a naturalized citizen status, it kind of just ramps up. So the most recent application I did was for my green card. And in order to do that, I had to have a full medical examination done by what they call state surgeon or something like that. It has a name, like it's a Department of Homeland Security approved medical professional who has now been authorized to do these medicals based on the criteria from DHS. I had to have a TB, tuberculosis test, to prove that I didn't have... I had to get tested for the full range of STDs. Uh, Every single one that can be tested for, I had to get tested for that. My vaccinations from childhood all the way through to adulthood had to be present and accounted for. Um, And funny story is I had the MMR vaccine when I was a kid. And then a couple of years later, you have the booster. The booster shot wasn't on my handwritten vaccination record. So they had to give me the booster in 2017. So I got that. So those are like the basic things. And then you also have to answer pages and pages of questions just about my life, my family, history, background. I had to give, you know, name, address, contact information for my parents so they know where my parents are, um, what their names are. I had to give information about any military or special training that I have received. And that was interesting because at the first application I forgot um, and it was brought back in the second one that I had undergone nuclear, biological and chemical weapons training when I was working as a member of the media. So we were trained in case of a nuclear, biological what? or chemical attack, like how to how to use the gas wait, mask wait, wait, and wait. the suit. This, you can't Is just that? scan past that. You went through yes, what? Sir. It's called NBC training. Wow. Nuclear, biological, and chemical weapons training. Okay. So if I was ever in a situation where those weapons were used, I was trained on how to put the gas mask on and the suit and all of that. Gotcha. So, and I had to disclose that information as well. I have to. I had to give a complete travel history, where I have traveled and when, in terms of, in terms of countries, copies of my passports and stamps for everywhere I've traveled. They have my fingerprints, all yeah. 10 on file, physical copy and digital. (laughs) They have my retina scans on file. If I move, I have to notify the Department of Homeland Security and the United States Customs and Immigration Service. Those are the things that I could think of off the top of my head. Even if you just move to a different apartment? Mm -hmm. They have to have updated location information. So I think the, I mean, this kind of, that falls into two buckets pretty much. So it's like the the medical vaccination stuff is one side that people might politicize. And then the other side is the surveillance and how much information and data that the government has on people. That might be the other thing, because I've heard a lot of that recently, like especially after the insurrection in January, there's been talk about expanded powers for Uh, digital identification and uh, facial recognition and stuff like that which many are saying would infringe on people's rights and i'm like you know what they've got my retinas they've got my fingerprints they've got my blood they they know everything about me and those were things that i didn't have a choice 
in. And then the final thing would be, I know when I do apply to be naturalized, I will have to take the citizenship test, which is, I think it's 20 questions from a list of 100 based on a wide range of um, United States history. Which most Americans probably couldn't pass. That that has been an <laughs> ongoing uh, commentary. Um, you know, people always talk about it. If you gave this to someone who was born yeah they probably would not pass this test those are the those are the various hoops man so. that's that's a lot of perspective that that gives just thinking about the different things that are hot button items and, and topics that people debate and have different opinions and feelings on that's interesting and how man. long how long does that take like that's a lot of stuff is that over the course of a couple years a couple months or is that like a checklist before you that's submit a checklist before you submit the application so you kind of you get that list and the application can sometimes take a couple of weeks, maybe a month to prepare to get all of that stuff. Um, when I was applying for the green card, the, the medical stuff took a little while because a lot of it was you go in, you get the test and you have to wait for test results. And they actually, I didn't ever know what the test results were because they have to put it in a sealed envelope that I submit with the application. So um, I have no access to the test results. Man. That's it. That's How many years have you been here now? Uh, 11, I think. 2009 officially is when I moved here. Would you say to people who are coming here, I mean, because that's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. And that's a lot of things that you have to do. Would you say... Would you be telling? Would you tell people that it's worth it? Hundred percent. And it wasn't even a question mm. in my mind. The things that a lot of people would say is giving up my freedom and my anonymity and all of the things. It didn't even cross my mind to like, oh, well, that's what they require of me, and this is part of the process. So I'm down. Let's do it. All right. Well, thank yeah. you for sharing, man. That's a lot. It yeah. definitely gives me some perspective on some of the things that even Anjali and I talk about privacy. And I think the whole conversation about privacy is interesting because a lot of people complain about privacy while using free apps and posting mm -hmm. their entire life, what they're eating, <laughs> right. their family. And I mean, every and, time some yeah. new filter app mm -hmm. comes out, it's like, you know, they're like, oh, my God, they're using this information. Well, yeah. yeah. And like they gave you dog ears in a filter. Right. And you're carrying <laughs> you're carrying a cell phone in your pocket, which is a GPS device. So, yeah. Go. All right. Brett, you're up next. All right. Question number one for Brett. What have been some of the challenges that you have faced with a school age child as a dad wow. and as a husband um, over the last year being in the house? <laughs> a lot. Um, first off, actually, this question leads into that, but I just want to give a shout out uh, to Mr. Brandon Hunter Davis, because one of the things, so my son loves Brandon. He calls him Mr. Brandon. He wishes that he had more hair so he could have an Afro. He did tell I me that. I don't really know what that's about. <laughs> I don't know if you guys- We were eating pizza and he said, you should he not go bald again. He wishes and Brandon you said, had more hair. like I have yeah. a choice. <laughs> Well, I, I do have a choice. I, I went ball to save money on, on during the pandemic, and my barber wasn't open. So I just kept it. It's been saving me money. But over pizza, Lil Lincoln was like, hey, you should not go bald again. You look better with hair. Don't go bald. His words, oh, exactly. I'll tell you, man, how they feel about stuff. Well, I had, to, I had to say that because, I mean, one of the biggest things I think as a challenge as a parent, you're always figuring out how to not just guide and protect your your child, but also, you know, training up a child in the way of the Lord, but also putting 
the right people, the right resources and things like that around him. And I brought up Mr. Brandon because, I mean, we have, Lincoln has a lot of female babysitters, which is great. They take him out, they take him to different places, they play with him, they they invest in him. It's, it's amazing that we have such a, a strong community that can come to our support during that. But also like, I, I say Mr. Brandon because Lincoln asked specifically for a guy and I was like, mm. Brandon. And, and he knew Brandon and he was like, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to hang out with Mr. Brandon. And I think it's Uncle B. And I mean, man, to me, it's such a godsend in the sense because Brandon is a man of faith, but also like Brandon is, Brandon knows what's up. Like he grew up in LA. I did not grow up in LA. Mm. I can't guide Lincoln in a way that Brandon can basically invest in him and give him advice and you know give him godly advice but also give him street smart advice or or these other things that you know it, it just really i i've i've always hoped and prayed for that yeah. so like the fact that that came about and they have such a connection i mean he's like hey when are we doing the next thing so i i mean to me that's just that's amazing that's something that I want to put in place because my son needs to have other voices in his life besides me. Yeah. And he needs other people in his life to um, take him out to do things with him. So, and, and also so that me and my wife can get a date night, <laughs> like, like straight up. So like the real. better that we are because he's with someone that we know and we trust, we can get out and have those date nights. That was difficult during the pandemic, right? Like we spent so much time as a family together, which was amazing. Like Lincoln learned so many sports. He jumped up from no reading to a second grade reading level, all those kind of things. But also the the simple fact of we were inside and, and Lincoln was having, just like the other kids, why can't I get outside? How can I get outside? I can't really play with people. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that other wow. things are now coming about, you can now look in hindsight with the pandemic and see some of the challenges. I, I see some of the growth that he had, but I also see some of the um, the or you the regression. He like he's had some regression, and he's had regression in areas mm. just because of the simple fact of, like you know, kids are socially learning at this time, and he didn't have yeah. that for a year. I mean, it was sporadic, but that's not enough to actually cultivate any type of emotional intelligence. So, you know, I think the biggest thing that the pandemic was just really the isolation. I mean, we made the most out of it. You know, we we had a lot of family time. We had Taco Tuesdays, Pizza Night Fridays, you know, movie night Saturdays. (laughs) But getting creative. But we had to get creative. But but still the fact of that we didn't have and we have such a strong community here. And that was intentional because we're all coming from different places. My wife from the Bay, me from the East Coast, like we had to make a strong community. And I mean, Zoom is great, but there's nothing like being with a strong community. So I think that was the biggest challenge that we had during that time. Yeah, it's been interesting. I've been grateful that Maverick has not been at school age. So we haven't had to become at home teachers because I've talked to a lot of parents and that was a real struggle. I don't they expected parents to continue working from home to be teachers for their kids at home and not miss a beat. And then some of the families we talked to, the teachers were assigning more work than normal, not realizing like, yo, I know adults that don't have the tools to process what happened the last year. 
let alone an elementary age kid or junior high even that one day in March, they didn't know, but it was the last day they were going to see their friends for a year. Maverick has been familiar with Zoom and FaceTime for half his life. We just recently started getting out and spending time with families and kids at the park and he's lit up. We went on a walk uh, a few weeks ago with a friend and, and their two kids down, just walking down to Starbucks a mile from here. And he has been talking about them every single day since then. Just asking about them, what they're doing, where they're going, like developing those social skills. I'm looking forward to getting them back out and around some kids. Yeah. That's and that was, and, and that's the last challenge of that too, is what you mentioned, like different schools and different education districts. I mean, there's public schools, there's private schools, there's charter schools, there's all these differences, but really like the resource capability of each one, yeah, it really, it, it dictated what, life was like for a pandemic for peoples. We had the access at the school that we were going to for him, like they had someone who was helping parents work through the things that happened in a quarantine and in the pandemic. But, you know, then I would talk to my uh, other people, my other friends, and they're like, man, we haven't talked to anybody from the school in, in three months. So there was such a, such a difference and that's difficult. Yeah. I'm praying that we are able to navigate this year because I think we're all going to be coming out of some stuff and, and there's a lot of things to grieve and there's going to be a lot of adjustments just being back to physically being around people and how quickly we're comfortable doing some of the things we used to do. Uh, Brandon and Grant, as the two unmarried representatives on the show, a young lady emailed us and asked if dating is as daunting for men as it is for women, meaning do you guys think about it regularly? Is it Do you feel the pressures of it? Uh, and then it was a two part question. So that was the first part. You guys can answer both parts or, or answer either one. Part two, if you guys have been on a date or dating anybody over the last year, how have you done that with essentially everything that people normally do for dates, like restaurants and movie theaters and things being closed? What does that look like? G, you want to go or you want me to go? I'll go first. Um, go for it. I say this a lot. Every person is unique. Um, we're all very different. We're individuals. So I think when it comes to that fact of it being daunting, um, I think that is on a spectrum uh, because we're all so different. But I would say it is mm. as daunting for guys as it is for girls and not all guys. Um, you know, there's you've got the I don't even know if this is an appropriate term, like correct me if I'm wrong. You've got like the players who like to them, it's just not even a thing. They're out there doing their thing. So I would guess for someone like that, it's not daunting. But for people in our orbit and in our world and community, I would say it is. Now, I don't know what you know, the person who asked the question, um, where they are on the daunting spectrum. So I don't want to say categorically, yes, it is because they might be like at a three in terms of daunting. And I'm thinking like nine, but I, I would say, yes, there is a bit of pressure, a lot of thought, a lot of overthinking probably, um, a little bit. So yeah, I, I think that it is a shared feeling, um, when it comes to that. And like, like most things in a pandemic, um, we didn't, we literally had no idea how to navigate life in, in all areas, whatever phase of life we were in, if you're married with kids or single or dating, um, it was all new. So I think dating in a pandemic, just it's getting creative and figuring it out. Like whether that's masks and distance, which is not ideal, but if that's what's going to get the job done, then that's what you got to do. So, all right. Yeah. B. I can agree with that. Um, first of all, I'm drinking wine this episode. I don't know if that's allowed on this one, but I'm doing <laughs> Brandon, it. Brandon, it's, it's Friday night. I almost did listen. the same thing, man. Yeah, it's communion. I like, hey, man, I just so, got a glass of I wine yeah, for this. Listen, 
He, um, I had champagne. I'm not going to hey, front. Hey, come on, I man. It's a celebration. This. Well, on, because man. Sonya had her thing, and she was like, hey, you going to toast with me? And I was like, I can't leave my wife out <laughs> you there. Can't. Like, don't leave her hanging, hang hang <laughs> Exactly. So um, I, I say it's it's as equally uh, daunting in a way because um, I, I look at relationships a bit different. So um, I don't look at it as a typical, uh, well, the guys that I grew up around and I can kind of over spiritualize it too, but it is a spiritual thing to, if you want to be uh, real about it. So exactly. um, it's daunting to me because of the decisions that you have to make just personally as a male um, in my thirties, you know, I'm thinking of not just about like any flings anymore. Like I did that, you know, in my teenage years and had a girl for this season, had a girl for that season and uh in the 20s and you know just having fun and i'm not about that anymore so now i'm consciously thinking about every action that i make is going to have its consequence uh whether right now or whether later with um someone who i decide to marry and have kids with and and how i raise my kids and what decisions i have um based on how i teach them about relationships so i think it is daunting because that is one factor and then the other factor is like you have to be the initiator i'm a firm believer as a guy you know i, I believe girls should shoot their shots too as well if they if they like a guy but i believe that <laughs> like the culture of of uh of friends at church that i've uh, are used to i'm trying to say this in a really nice way people like to claim people okay and I couldn't talk yeah, to a girl. You're really trying to sanitize. Yeah, this. see, you're trying to sanitize. Exactly, because I could be really ruthless <laughs> with this, and I'm trying to be nice on this podcast. But uh-oh, uh, <laughs> come on, uh-oh. Uh, but people like to claim people, and what do you mean claim people? Therefore, it's expected for you to have hands off, but they would never, they would never ever talk to that person. And so I had that situation happen. No. Yeah, you can't do that. So I had that situation happen to me, and. You know, I think it is daunting because you you have to initiate and you have to, you know, state your intentions. What? That is my phone, and that is my brother. I don't know why he's calling me. <laughs> Stuff always happens to me when I have to talk. Yo, it's but, always um, me. It's always me, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you have to step up. You have to lead, and not only that, you don't have any blueprint as to how to lead this person emotionally and how to. Um, even spiritually lead this person. Not only that, you're also fighting against your own temptations and mm. you're trying to, you know, get things for yourself as far as uh, a man, like, let me get my finances together. Yeah. Let me get my goals accomplished. Let me get all this stuff so I can be like, here, baby, you can shop. You Everything can do whatever you want. Let's buy a house. Let's not go to an apartment. Like, all these things are going a million miles per hour in my head wow. every time. And to have someone who who you want to pursue, that's just adding adding more and more to to what you're already like having anxiety about. So yes, it is daunting to a to a uh, extent of I want to have things set. I don't want to struggle. Like you're just you have this mental empire that you're building, and you want the person to always see you winning. If you're because in my head, and I'm sure in every guy's head, that's what a man should look like. Mm. It's you have to have everything together. You're not supposed to be living with your parents. You're supposed to be balling out. I should be coming. And even if she doesn't say it, if, to me, it feels good if I come up to you in a Tesla rather than like, you know, let's take an Uber somewhere. And I'm not saying like, you know, 
if that's your situation. Unless it's Uber XL. Yeah, that's your, that's your situation. But oh, Uber Black. you just want to have it all together. And um, on the spiritual side of that, it's daunting for me because I look at it now, and God told me this um, about a year or two ago, but I look at it now as, as if I'm asking God to borrow your daughter. Like, Ooh. I believe strongly that God is crazy about his girls. He loves his sons, and he he is a ride or die for his sons. But his girls, there's just something about his daughters that he's crazy about. Brandon, so if I'm going to date somebody, I'm literally asking God to let me borrow your daughter. Let me try mm. and attempt to love her as much as you have loved her and hold her up to that high standard while you have allowed me to have this time with her. I've always believed that even in, in relationships of any kind that I consider myself the middleman because there's no marriage in heaven. There's no, you know, relationships like this in heaven. So if I'm not having this goal to make you fall in love with Jesus more through my flaws, through my achievements, through me, then I'm, I'm, I'm doing something wrong if I'm supposed to be leading you and, and doing all that stuff. So yes, it is daunting spiritually and physically because all these thoughts go through my head. Wow. That's a long answer for that, but that's what I think about. I mean, I think it's a, a valuable perspective and it seems like that's what the person who asked the question was looking for. And it sounds like men and women would both benefit from a safe space to have more of these conversations absolutely and talk through some of these things because there's so many things that go into dating and the men's perspective the the women's perspective just a little practical stuff who's coming yeah. up with the date ideas uh who's paying like you said who's pursuing who and people have different views about that then you get into things about um, mixed families and whether or not someone has children from a previous relationship or where someone's faith is. There's a lot of factors that go into dating and choosing a mate and pursuing somebody and finding out if they're interested and getting to know them. And so, yeah, thanks, sir. I got a follow up to that. Yeah, go ahead, B. I was going to say since since young ladies who <laughs> asked the question and who are, are listening um, to you guys, what, what would know you who this say young lady to them? Is, first of all, <laughs> Brandon, uh, Brandon, are you accepting applications? Hey, listen, listen. It might be me or the wine talking, but I'm on the market. So, hey, yellow. What would you? What would advice? What advice would you give to young ladies to take some of the pressure? Come on, off? Bishop. I, I mean, personally, in the church world, uh, I mean, it is true. I didn't realize it till uh, now, but there is a lot of pressure that happens in relationships in the church world. So, mm. um, you know, a coffee doesn't mean marriage. And I know that, that it gets said a lot, but it just doesn't. It means a step of evaluation of a person's character. And um, I truly believe that if, uh, if your reputation kind of doesn't exceed the person that you are, like I should be hearing about you more than I see you. Mm. Um, and, and if I don't, I mean, you know, there's no knock to it, but you just know. Like, hopefully people are saying nice things about me where he's just like, damn, I heard about you like before. And it's always a good feeling to have that that go forth. But usually like some really dope girls uh, or e any individual that I've ever heard around church, I've always like heard about them before I met them. Hmm. And and that just shows how much of how much effective your character is towards other people, um, how strong your community is. If you don't have a strong community, I think that's. Uh, you know, kind of like a deal breaker into a person that's trying to develop themselves. But I think to take the pressure off, just have your, your trusted people. I, you know, I was in a relationship, you know, at church and 
uh, the first time around we broke up because people were going to her and putting all this like expectation and pressure on her. They would never come to me because they know they would get cussed out, but <laughs> they will go to her yes, sir. and say like all these things like I can't wait till, you know, all this stuff. And that gets into a person's psyche. Yes, you may you may have, you know, good intentions, but yeah. that puts a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on her. There should always be an open door in marriage to say like, hey, do you still like me? Do, are we still doing this thing? Are we checking in every month to say, like, is this good? Are we am I treating? you the way that you should be treated am i loving you the way that you feel like you're supported appreciated like all these things and if you don't do that and you have more outside voices coming into you uh saying all these other things then you're going to listen more to that pressure and that's going to get more into your psyche so uh i i created within uh relationships i created three rings right so yo the last relationship i was in i said hey Brandon we're gonna have to three rings. today no we're, we're we're coming with it today so I said three rings. One ring is going to be my guy. Go learn today. <laughs> One ring is going to be my guy. The next ring is going to be your girl. And the third ring is going to be a couple that we trust. And any information or anything that happens inside this relationship, only those three rings would know about. Mm. Obviously, God is the center of everything. But this is our circle of trust. Nobody else outside of those rings should hear about anything that's happening between us. Nothing should be affected. By anybody outside the ring that's talking churches like high school mm. you know everyone wants to live vicariously through you you guys are goals might be worse you guys are all this stuff and 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 they might look be worse than high they school. look to you because people you know people just want to achieve and and people are happy and they need something to cheer for and all these things but the kind of pressure that that brings along there's a lot of attack already on spiritual relationships so the devil is very clever to use even that to get you to separate yourselves from what you believe god is asking you to do so i just say have your people that you trust take it easy take it day by day have your check-ins that with each other to say do you still like me like stuff that's literally practical to say hey are we still doing this thing if not let's create this open door let's mutually agree that we're going to end this and let's still have love for each other that's it communication is key man yo brandon came to pod today listen i ain't playing no games this is my subject bro (laughs) for real this is my subject (laughs) while we're on the subject since the questions were submitted by women who listen to the podcast, for Grant and Brandon, are there any dating red flags that you guys look for as men? Oh, yeah. Like, are there dating red flags that women might not know of? <laughs> G. Look at G. Look at G. Look at G. Look at G. Oh, I love the way, like, Brandon, without hesitation. Oh, yeah. So, B, take it away. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got the towel out. He's got the towel out. This man, time. I got the preacher towel out. Man, I, I start breaking the holy sweat, bro. It might be the wine, though. I'm, I'm going to keep re- redirecting it to the wine. <laughs> Listen, yes. <laughs> Honestly, do not get me started. Tell them it's your morning. It's your morning. It's your morning. That's so great. Like, we know everybody has a morning. Like, (laughs) preachers are so funny, man. Uh, Dating red flags. Yeah. Uh, I look at... I look at community, like I said before. I look at uh, who are who is speaking into your life. Like, what is what does your community look like? I look at um, your actions. I look at you know stuff that I would expect to be looked at. Like, how are you involved? Especially with church. I'm like, are you involved or are you not involved? Because you know, being in such a place like that, um, for you not to be involved in some kind of family aspect of 
you know, whether it's groups or there's like, you know, whatever it is at church, it's just like, why not? You know, you're literally here to not do this road alone. So I look at that. I look at a person's, you know, character. I look at just, I just want to have a good time and like to, to laugh. Listen, I don't have the best mouth, but a girl with a, a potty mouth that has no vocabulary, that's unattractive to me as well. So. <laughs> potty mouth. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it nice. Um, those are some yeah, reflections. your game today. Hey, hey, this is, I'm telling you, man. You talk about relationships. Negative, I, and this is me. What'd you say, Kenneth? I'm saying that was one of the red flags when I was looking yeah, for Yeah, bro. Wife, I can't do was it. Was someone who's negative and just never in a good mood, never happy. Those people who are yeah, just both. A, a downer to be around because they either talk <laughs> about people all the time or they're always critical. Or I can't do that, bro. It's just I can't. not fun. To have in the room yeah yeah man look i like concerts i like going out to eat and if you grumpy we ain't hanging you out <laughs> we, uh, I just, yeah we just can't yes. do it. i prayed for a wife with no allergies oh i have bad allergies bro i'm talking about food allergies specifically oh god oh yes please please and all the foodies said Gee, amen say on the subject? amen yeah. listen we prayed for no food allergies for both of our children yeah. it's real man listen when we go places we never have to ask what ingredients are in something on a menu and right i appreciate that freedom <laughs> that's so, a blessing g any red flags that you'd like to add i think b's got it covered man this is as he said this is his listen, topic B came ready to pod today. Mm -hmm. He's not going to say anything else for any other subject the rest of the podcast. That's it. I'm, I'm one and done. I came. The guest speaker has spoken. Brandon showed up for this topic <laughs> and this topic only. Now it's an altar call. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Wait, what was I that rings a bell. What was that? That was Marshawn Lynch, football yeah, player. Marshawn Lynch, Seattle, Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. He would not answer any questions yeah. to any reporters, oh, okay. and that was his only response. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Brandon, Damn. the last question someone submitted specifically for you was an update on Grandma and how she's doing with her vaccinations. I'm really not sure how she's doing now. Um, <laughs> she was just here. But uh, the curse words that are coming out of her mouth have like double <laughs> since the vaccine shot. So I don't know if that's like a side effect, if that's like wow. whether she got, you know, Johnson and Johnson or the Kirkland signature one, whatever one she got from Costco. <laughs> Um, she's a savage, man. Like she could, she could. Let me tell you about this one. She needs to have her own podcast. Okay, let she cooked a meal for about twenty people for Easter and told the entire family that we ain't cooking nothing. But yeah, I'm unloading hams, chickens. Sweet potato pies, greens, macaroni, like all this stuff from her <laughs> greens, car. Beans, tomatoes. And yeah, just straight up all that stuff. And she's more savage than ever. So I think that, <laughs> I think her side effects might be like just the savagery. I, I But I can't tell because, yeah, I mean, she's always been this way, but it's it's doubled down since that Johnson & Johnson On shot. another level? On another level, man. She ain't playing no oh, games. Yeah. She's hilarious. Should have got that one. Uh, yeah, you know, for real. <laughs> we talk every day, and I, uh, I, I could record some of the conversations, some of the clean ones. Like I just asked her, I was like, "Hey, Grandma, how you doing?" And uh, she's like, "I'm doing good. I'm doing no." She said, "I'm doing okay." And I was like, "What's wrong with you?" She was like, "You know." I'm just out here trying to get a man. And I was like, all right, well, what can we do about that? She's like, all the good men are down the street. She lives down the street from Inglewood Cemetery. Talking about all the good men are dead. <laughs> like, what? No, we might need grandma on the show. <laughs> no, she, she needs to be wow. a guest speaker. Yeah, wait, yeah, for real. Grandma what? might be our first It took guest. me a minute to connect that 
I was like, Grandma, you're a savage. <laughs> She's crazy. Oh, my Grant, gosh. You got both shots of the vaccine, correct? Not me. What's that? Uh, G? I have. Uh, which vaccine? It was Pfizer. Okay. Did you Pfizer. experience any side effects with either shot? I did a little bit. The first one, I woke up during the night on that first day, and then I was just a little bit tired. And then the second one was a little worse. I was dizzy for most of the day and then woke up in the night with like a slight headache, felt a little nauseous, oh, gotcha. and then the okay. next day tired. And that, I mean, that was it. It was literally the those like headache, nausea, dizziness was just that night when I woke up, but then the next day a little tired, but other than that, nothing. Yeah. Vaxxed up. Angelina and I just signed up through Kaiser to get the vaccine later this month. B, have you made a decision or heard from God on your prayer time about getting the vaccine? This is a, you know, I, w I had a full conversation that I was on mute. <laughs> you sure did. And I had some good points I was saying too. That's Learned embarrassing. That new mic. Wow. I feel like that Snickers commercial, want to get away? Um, I've had, <laughs> I'm at a point. Check your pockets. Uh, there might be a Snickers in there. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I'm not checking my pocket because there's going to be another chocolate in there. I guarantee it. <laughs> Um, I'm at a point now where my prayers with God are, are more on a real conversation. So I've had, uh, you know, regarding the vaccine, I said, like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for this thing. I feel at peace with it. But I was like, listen, if you allow me to get taken out by mm. this thing, then that's going to be on you. Because you said, <laughs> you, said. <laughs> you said we got some things to do now. Now, whether you want your reputation on the line or not, you know, you better protect me with this thing. So they're going to be looking um, at you, Jesus. And that's like a real conversation I've had, you know, in this joking, but I'm just real with God. So I'm just going to put that on him. And um, so far, I've uh, allowed myself to be trusted by God and not be uh, misinformed by uh, cultural news of, you know, and I said that in the last the last episode. But uh, right now, I'm at peace because I want to be around my grandmother you know, for a lot, even though she has, uh, you know, got the mm. vaccine, but like, it's not even for me. Like I'm around, you know, Lincoln and I want to be around Mav and I want to be around, you know, Judah Claire and all the babies and stuff. So I'm like, man, if I can do this, even if I offer myself up as this is drastic, but offer myself up as a living sacrifice, I'm going to do it just so that I can be around yeah. the relationships that, that care so that I care so much about. Mm. So that's the peace that I feel within me you volunteer as tribute exactly exactly <laughs> all right last question before we move on to the next section well said, Brett, someone wants to know is there any circumstance that would cause you to change your decision on getting vaccinated or not such as uh, lincoln school requiring parents to be vaccinated not being able to Shoot. travel on an airplane or family members. At this rate, Brett is like curing cancer. He has like a holistic approach to all these things. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Brett got some Robitussin and some CBD. Yeah, and, I think and that's and some and some Manuka honey. Just put some Tussin on it. Yeah. All you need is Robitussin and icy hot. You good? Some sea moss <laughs> and some wheatgrass. Some sea moss. Look, no weapon formed against you. <laughs> shall prosper <laughs> you must apply it in the sign of the cross we, should, That's we right. just bought some local honey come on see i even never honey. heard of local honey so we could, i didn't even know honey was local yeah there's a belief take, that if you buy yeah, honey you from the, a specific area there it will contain natural antibodies to diseases that are common in that Shoot. area but i've read it but yep. i get my honey from costco so whatever antibodies are in the kirkland <laughs> honey 
That thing says mixed on there. It says from a Honey bunch bees, of flowers. Worker bees, drone bees, <laughs> Cardi bees, all the bees. Um, uh, you know, I think there's always uh, room for uh, changing. I mean, when when you when you live your life according to the word and, and God, if God says something and he's like, dude, I need you to put your pride aside or, you know, put what you think or whatever the case may be. Like, I mean, I'm always at, at the response of God and the Holy Spirit. I think that like... <sighs> You know, I've thought about this a lot, and I think that, you know, I, I've done a lot of research just like everybody else has, and, um, you know, I, I think for me more the question would be even, because I think to a degree it's, it's, it is absolutely safe, but the question also becomes, why are you getting it? I think like what Brandon said, if there's a reason behind the why, then hey, like, you know, you do what you do. Like if, you know, my, if my dad is 70 something plus and he got it, like, I understand there's, mm -hmm. <laughs> listen, there's no judgment coming from me in regards to that. Um, I think for an example, because here's the point, I'm not an anti-vaccination person. Lincoln has shots. We put him on a delayed schedule, but me and Sonia have been talking about, gotcha. we've been talking about vaccinations for years. So I think that like, you know, we, we, it, it was a lot of vaccinations for Lincoln. And that's why we even ended up putting him on, on a delayed schedule. We read about it. A smorgasbord of vaccinations. It's a smorgasbord of vaccinations. And I really think that one of the one of the th the key things really with this is the fact of like for me it's it's more of a I, I really do believe that there should just be a choice for it because if you live yeah. a holistic lifestyle and approach and that's not something that you want to do then you shouldn't have to do it and if it's something where you say listen I am a I, I you know I believe in this the science like for example my brother-in-law he would go around and, and give, you know, uh, these, um, these speeches to, you know, medical pharma, uh, pharmaceutical companies. So like, he's heavy on that side. And so whatever side that you're on, like, at right. least you have the choice to be able to, to, to pick that. And I think that to me, that's the, that's the biggest, mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing, because at the end of the day, like some people are going to get it. Some people aren't going to get it. Some people, you know, know a lot about their body. They have been working to, you know, find different things to just cure things naturally. Some people use Tylenol right. <laughs> and it's all good. Yeah. So I, I think that there's probably not necessarily many situations other than the Lord that will probably really change my mind in regards to the approach of how we live our life. Because right. that's really what we're talking about. We're talking mm -hmm. about how we attack life, not just oh, how do you really feel like it, it's a it's a variety it's not a soapbox for you guys. It's a these are whole mm -hmm. life situations. These are whole life situations. It could become a soapbox, but I don't. Right. Yeah. I'm not trying to preach from a soapbox. So, so like that, that there's, there's not really, you know, I'm not trying to do that. What, what I do believe though, is for, for Lincoln school, because that's always a, that's a great topic because some schools may actually require mm. a, a COVID mm -hmm. vaccination later on. Like right now. So we fought, like, like I said before in the last episode, we fought uh, the flu naturally with Lincoln and then they wanted us to give him a flu shot, but he actually has built a resistance. He hasn't had it. And because right. we do mm. all of these other things, so we didn't want to get it. So fortunately, we were able to apply for a religious exemption because we didn't want to get it. We didn't believe in it. And I think now with COVID, if if they if they required to say, hey, this is a vaccination, you know, I think that I would really 
and this is where I think you got to walk in the spirit. You got to be led by the spirit. We're at a school right now where technically we can't even afford, wow. but the mm-hmm. Lord said, I need for you to be there. I'm going to need you to put something and on it, Jesus. we didn't have, I, yeah, we were like, listen, God, if you are called, like he, he specifically orchestrated and said, I need you to be here. And we were like, we don't got it, God. So we moved in faith to go in it. And because he said that's where we needed to go. So I'm really following God with everything. So if he said that we're supposed to be there, and maybe it's just for a season, and maybe it's time for us to go or whatever the case may be. If he called us to be there and we're walking by the spirit, then really what's going to happen is is we're going to be able to hold to what we believe to be there. And I feel like as well, the just the timeline of everything, they're only in the trial phase of kids 12 years to 16 right now. It may take a while for those clinical trials for that age group to come out and then start to phase that in. And I'm not sure that they would be comfortable doing an emergency use authorization for children. 100%. So I think there's a couple of years before there's even an approved COVID vaccine for kids Lincoln's age. So hopefully that means that you won't have to worry about that for a while but it's good to know that you you have a plan and you you have a conviction like you said you're walking with the lord and on this if if he mm-hmm. tells me something different like right right, right. that's what god said if he tells me something different and if he's if he mm-hmm. says to go a different way but my job as a parent is to first off follow right. god and then model that for my child mm-hmm. but it's also to protect him because he has a lot of his life ahead and if there's not much long-term research yet then to me i don't think that's a good idea to expose him to something which i i don't i don't think that he's going to catch it's always a risk totally. reward thing i don't want to expose him to something that i think that his body will have the ability uh to fight because I'm looking at long-term effects from him right. for when he's my age. So, so you know, I think that, you know, I know um, mRNA vaccines have been studied for like about 30 years. So they have research in doing things of how to, but they right. don't have any things with kids. So that's really a lot of where I've, I've said, okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to make this right. decision for my son. From what Brett, for you were saying, I never got a flu shot until we were pregnant with Maverick and I don't normally get sick, so I wasn't worried about it. If I got it, I was, I figured I would be able to to handle it. Or I know everyone's 16 and up right now is what they're talking about for the vaccine. So we're getting it. And I think once we're done, we're looking at um, having people in the home who have been vaccinated just to protect the kids. But again, it's, Mm -hmm. it's very similar to Brandon about the benefits and risks. And it's like, I do believe God has some stuff for us to do and accomplish here and I'm expecting him to fill in the gaps if we make a decision with the right intention, the right heart for our family, for our kids and whatever it is, I'm expecting him to, to look out for us. But, and I think that's the beauty. Like we each have our, it's like, Hey, I want to go this way. And Hey, I want to go this way. Now, one thing that I, and I had this conversation with my sister, it was like, Hey, who works in the medical field, who works in right. the medical field. And she was just talking. Cause we had conversations about, I think it was, it was probably MMR what Grant was talking about earlier. One of, one of those shots. And she was specifically just kind of saying, Hey, one of the things that you have to consider, right? Like there's always cause and effect. Like if you decide not to do it, then that may change how we're able to interact with you because maybe we don't want, you know, my niece around my son because 
she's had his shot, her shots, and he hasn't had it. So it, it affects the family dynamic too. And that's, yeah. and that's always something that like you have to take into consideration family and friend dynamic. And that's what Brandon said is like, Hey, if I'm not vaccinated, then can I really spend this time with my grandmother? Cause I care about her. And so, you know, I, I think all these things should be discussed, right. but discussed is the right. key word discussion and communication about it versus I'm going to stand with, you know, my, my hands crossed because I'm going to be discussed, talk about it. Like that's the whole point. It, when we don't do, we're never able going to come to some type of um, at least ground of understanding with each other. If we don't talk and commune about Kate with right. these things, which is that's honestly it. one of the inspirations for starting this podcast is I noticed that people with differing views weren't able to have dialogue or conversations about things and, it's like, oh, well, this is off the table. This is off off limits. This is whatever it is. Whenever someone says you can't talk about politics or religion, that to me just means that they're not at a place of emotional or spiritual maturity to have a conversation with someone who disagrees mm-hmm. with them. The, the biggest thing is I wanted to have conversations about things that people are talking about or not talking about, but need to be talking about and show people that you don't always have to agree in order to respect each other, love each other and be be friends and be able to move forward in those things. So, bro, we should have been doing this a long time ago Look. in the church, but now we have circumstances that are forcing yeah. us to do it. And if we really say that we're unified through Christ, right? If He's taken down all the dividing walls, Grant knows this, Ephesians two, right? Mm-hmm. If He's taken down the dividing walls, then we don't need to put them back up. But we we should there shouldn't be any topic. As believers, there should not be any topic that's off limits because we need to, all of us in the, that's why we're a pot of people. Jesus was a wild man, man. All them dudes that he had, like the only thing that, that brought them together was, was Jesus and that they believed in, you know, the son of God, but they were all coming from tax collectors, fishermen, all well, different I mean, backgrounds, zeal- yeah, but they put used that. to assassinate tax collectors and he told a zealot to sit down next to a tax collector at dinner and like, yo, y'all are here mm-hmm. for me. I'm not worried about what your your division is. That's BLM sitting next to MAGA because y'all are here for me. So right. whatever your feelings are, whatever you're dealing with, we're right. going gonna to get right. past this because we're about to break bread at this fish fry. Right. So, and speaking right. of topics of discussion. We fly, no lie, you know Stimmy time, y'all. Stimmy, 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 can't you see? <laughs> Stimmy. That's actually a question before we even start this. Going back to the conversation earlier about um, applying for naturalization and a green card. Because you work here, I'm assuming you are still eligible for a Bless the payment. Lord. Stimothy. Won't he do it? I was about to say, wait a minute, I gotta call somebody. Look, I'm gonna have to call Jim right. Perkins. I'm gonna have right. to call somebody, whoever I know in the public Because I like, am a this is not all right. tax-paying permanent resident. So we go. IRS doesn't see immigration status when they're looking at all the tax stuff. So, right. so they shouldn't see it with stimulus so either. Listen, <laughs> man, the people who have like six, seven kids, they do not. Man, I almost adopted some kids just to get this uh, <laughs> extra money. That's money out here. Oh, man. Shoot. Ooh, so, gentlemen, plans for stimulus, thoughts on stimulus. Uh, I'll go. F- I'll go first because it's. Uh, it can only go up after what I'm about to share. So, <laughs> only way is up. So, 
I was at a red traffic light the other day, lane number two. Lane oh. number one is a right only turning lane. And in lane number three, approaching the light and it was red, so I stop. But as I'm approaching a white Volvo SUV in lane number three, it's kind of in the middle of the lane. I'm like, well, I don't know what is happening here. So I pull up in lane number two, stop at the light and oh. waiting patiently for the light to change. And next thing there's this jolt and Volvo SUV in lane number three wanted to be in lane number one came around me, misjudged the size of the SUV and hit me in the back. So, oh. um, and oh. I have been ghosted. So, um, yeah, I they left. Yeah. No, no. Oh, pulled over. Stop. But there's just been no follow up communication. So it seems that Stimothy will be man. going to the bodybuilders body shop down on La Brea. Right. But did you have their license plate or anything? I have a photo and I have the phone number, but if there's just been no response and it's a thing of like, is it really worth the effort of like going ham about this and going in and trying to make something of it? Do you have um, an estimated but, cost for the repair? Yes, I do. $1,167. Oh, so basically stimmy plus There we go. Well, at least it doesn't come out of pocket. Well, and that's why I'm like, you know what, if yeah. that's why the Lord gave me a stimulus, Man. then there we go. Brandon, I'm assuming it's just all Jordan cleats and golf clubs. Oh yeah, you know it. You know what it is. Gold teeth. <laughs> you know chains hanging low. You know what can I say? No, um, I'm diamonds on the top like, and the bottom rows gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no man, I conveniently uh, did my taxes this year, and hey. that amount that I owed was conveniently the same amount as the stimulus check. So you, you know, I never have time to enjoy it. I just Net got zero. rid of it. Come on. Um, <laughs> You know, I booked a couple of acting jobs and hey. the government thinks that I'm a baller, which I'm not. And they put me in another tax bracket, which was like dumb. So hopefully this changes for like artists and stuff like that. That just makes seasonal mm -hmm. money because it wasn't like crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm not out here just like I'm still in the Mazda, you know, that's not um, a <laughs> weekly paycheck. But right? yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. so, um, yeah, I conveniently owe that, so it's going towards that. Oh, so they sent it to you and basically asked for it back. Yeah, that, like, are we going to let you see this? But just know, you know, we, we're, we're taking it back. We're for two, guys. We're, so hopefully there's a fourth one that's two. coming, because if I, <laughs> I need Samantha <laughs> to come visit me, okay? Samantha. <laughs> because Timothy showed up and left. Timothy oh, left. Oh, with the Uncle Sam. Brett. <laughs> okay right. we're we're over two brett um you know i think um i don't know completely what we'll probably do with it um uh we owe a little bit i think of tax stuff but you know i think we'll probably we'll probably do a little family something just a little little getaway up the coast and you know rent out a hotel hang out at the beach or something like that that's usually that's usually something that um we try to make it a a family kind of getaway and that's nice that we don't have to pay for the hotel so we'll hit up the uh my sonia's jam is the um the embassy suites so one or two nights maybe embassy suites friday and saturday and hey, yeah does lincoln know he's getting a stimulus payment or he just he absolutely does not he doesn't know he doesn't know he doesn't need to know <laughs> the boy can't the boy can't be thankful for his okay. gifts right now okay. so yeah. you know it, you, you, listen you, Plus, plus, let me tell you something. Half of the stimulus check goes to his it just, it food. Just got, it just got real it for It goes Brent. to his food. It just got real this for This dude Brent. ate five 
tacos for Taco Tuesday night. And not like those little ones. I'm talking the full-size corn tortilla tacos. Lincoln. Five. He's six. He's six. And he's totally skinny. Like just listen, oh. I know I had to get him a second pizza when we went out, so I know about his <laughs> appetites. I said, "Bruh, I didn't even eat that much," and those are New York <laughs> slices. Growing labs. Imagine raising Shaq what that grocery bill looks like. Our son is is a really good eater. Actually, both our kids are pretty good eaters. Maverick, when we're cooking like breakfast, we'll make uh, extra bacon, or if we're doing dinner, we'll make extra sweet potatoes or something, so down. that yep. when he inevitably finishes the items he really likes on his plate. And starts giving the sign language sign for more and saying, Mas bacon, please. Or, Mama, can I have your bacon? Then Mama's like, we you have extra on her yours. plate for her to pass to him and still have hers. But, <laughs> Smart. I mean, he's had ribeye, chopino. Um, he's had pretty much everything except sushi. So, yeah, our kids, we started both of our kids on solid foods at four months. And they both still nursed past that but we started introducing solid foods at four months as a side note i remember as a kid my dad would always pick up the food for family barbecues and things Mm -hmm. like that and i would help him unload chicken and steak and all these different things and shrimp and as a kid i remember after unloading all these groceries when it was time for the kids to eat they would look at us and try to give us some old raggedy hot dog so as a parent man i can't do that to my kids so they've had a a bunch of different (laughs) things in terms of stimmy we've been having a lot more conversations about changing our perspective when it comes to finances and investment and setting our kids up for a win and making sure that we're not spending money on birthdays and christmas presents but then when they turn 18 they have to go beg somebody for a job so we are planning to tithe once the stimulus payment comes in and invest the rest of it and just we've tried to treat all the stimulus checks as if they were money we never saw we just tithed and invested whether it's buying some shares of disney stock for the kids uh investing in cryptocurrency ethereum bitcoin ken is about to get into that nft for real grow over the long term man i'm telling you this is all crazy uh, yeah one of our goals is to purchase yep. a a full bitcoin by the end of the year we believe that it's going to get as high as 150k 200k by the end of the year i mean we're not experts we're not financial advisors we have a financial advisor that we've been working with yeah we're buying portions at the moment and trying to change so that we can give our kids something tangible in the meantime we will be praying for a fourth stimulus payment Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. brandon and for grant for some golf clubs for tiger hoods and whatever g wants to spend his money on gentlemen (laughs) We are right around an hour, so I want to introduce our last topic for this episode before we head out. We started this episode with a combination of two prayers from DMX's first two albums. DMX passed this morning, Friday, when we're recording this episode after heart attack and complications from a drug overdose on Monday. For a little bit of context, DMX was one of the biggest rappers in the history of music. I ditched school to buy his first album when I was in in high school. He was the first music artist of any genre to debut two number one billboard albums within the same calendar year so he was at the billboard number one spot twice within a 12 month span he was an actor and did a couple of different things but with his passing a story from an interview he did a few years ago recently resurfaced about how he got into his addiction 
when he was 14 years old, guy he looked up to at the time who was in his early 30s, the person who actually introduced him to rap actually introduced him to drugs. They were celebrating some accomplishment and the guy passed him what he thought was just a blunt weed and it was actually laced with crack. And at 14, he hadn't drank, he hadn't smoked, he wasn't really into any of those things. But from the age of 14 until his passing, he had an ongoing battle with drug addiction and substance abuse. And it was always just that demon that seemed mm. to haunt him that he couldn't get rid of. He had a huge impact on, on culture, on music, as well as a lot of different people. He was a generous person, a kind person, always talked openly about his faith and Jesus Christ but clearly had some demons that he was battling. What I'd love to focus our conversation on is why do you guys think some people are just unable to escape some of the demons that they're burdened with in life? Is it like Paul with the thorn in his side that is not removed? And if there's anything, an impact that he had on you, please feel free to share that as well. I do believe DMX will be in heaven. I believe he had a relationship with Christ I just think he had some very visible demons that he was never able to fully get rid of. So Yeah, I mean, yeah. I looked up to, you know, I listened to DMX a lot growing up. That's part of my childhood, you know, when Rough Riders came out and, you know, what? What? Like, everybody wanted to be a Rough Rider. Like, we were all doing it um, in school and stuff. So, um I, I, we even started like this little motorcycle gang like club that we had. None of us had <laughs> motorcycles. We weren't even uh, we were in middle school, I think. And we weren't even able to drive. So yeah, bikes. It was just bicycles. Yeah, we had bikes, but we were talking about getting jackets made. Like we had money to do that. Like all that stuff. It was crazy. Um, you know, just that whole Rough Rider just time was just such a integral part of my childhood and. Mm. You know that evolved into like Eve and just all the good music that came out of that and his you know collabs with Aaliyah and then moving over to movies you know Romeo Must Die like all that stuff man it was um he was a very talented dude and I hate the fact that I don't I don't really like unlock those memories until someone passes away and um you know that interview kind of troubled me when I first heard it about um you know him being past that that blunt laced with crack when he was 14 years old and i'm just like man who does that and he even said it you know who does that to a child and yeah, for that to be the one of the most defining moments for the rest of your life it kind of like just questions you know not question god but i'm just like hey man like you couldn't like you know interfere or stop that or taking that away from him because it wasn't essentially his mm. fault and um for someone who is perceived to have a relationship with you and have such a, a great part of musical history it's just like man that's kind of hurtful that that had to go down that route by being introduced to this like you didn't want to you know you're 14 years old just looking up to somebody and trying to make it and unfortunately this happened but um i i it really caused me to have a lot of sympathy for for addicts i don't think i did before because ah. i was like um you know just outside looking in you're at a place like man you know i can i probably can't relate or you know man you know maybe they don't want to help themselves but i applied it to the the fact like i'm on a recent health journey i'm like what makes me crave sugar all the time and how can i you know that's something that i i can't help wow. you know a lot of times like i'm you know physically fiending for sugar for uh you know whether 
I give into it or not, but it's just like, man, that that addicted feeling is is something it's a that's more so widely crazy. accepted addiction. Yeah, and you don't necessarily think about like any of your future at that aspect. You're just looking to feel fulfill that need and fulfill that hit so i can't even imagine what it's like on a degree of you know they say sugar is a drug but i can imagine it on a level of you know crack or you know any of that you know the higher higher drugs but um this has taught me to have a lot of sympathy instead of being so detached from it just because it is labeled as the type of drug it is um but we you know no pun intended sugarcoat you know the fact that people are addicted to sweets and people you know obesity is one of the leading leading causes of you know just uh downfalls in the in the u.s and our food portions and like just all that stuff that we do and i'm like that's acceptable but it's also acceptable for me to frown upon someone who's you know a meth addict or a crack addict or you know all this stuff and i'm just like no those things go hand in hand like at the same way I'm trying to take charge of my health and ask God to help me, how can I be interceding for the person who may not be addicted to what I'm That's addicted to, be. but um, need some kind of help in some kind of way. So um, I really hate that it takes a person passing to have a concentrated focus on that. Um, and now I'm at a place where like, man, God, you know, whoever's out there struggling, like just help them if in some kind of way, shape or form, Father. Or what can I do if I can do anything to to help that person? Because I know what it's like to be unhealthy. I know what it's like to give into unhealthy cravings all the time. I know what it's like to feel like, man, I, I got to have a donut. I got to have ice cream. Like, I got to have this or that. So, yeah, the sympathy aspect was just there for me. And unfortunately, it was, a you know, such a legend. But every life is precious. And I'm not trying to say just because he's a celebrity right. that he's more important than anyone else. But the fact that people struggle with this is so sad and so heartfelt. And I'm, I think now I'm more in tune to it as, you know, uh, as looking at that person like as a brother or a sister to be like, man, I need to, what can I do to help you? That's out? really good. You know? Yeah, man, it's interesting. We, our kids haven't had a lot of sugar. We don't do soda or anything like that. They'll have a dessert here and there, but we look at some different alternatives and we've been looking more into keto and my sister has rheumatoid arthritis. So I'm aware of what sugar does in the body. And it's, it's an addiction for a lot of people or in the Christian world, coffee is a widely accepted addiction where we brag about things like yo don't nah. talk to me i don't know jesus before yeah. i have my first latte exactly don't talk to me before i get this coffee in my system why is that acceptable thanks for sharing b uh brett grunt yeah um you know um i'll kind of piggyback off of brandon because you know it's 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 interesting man and i like when i heard this it just kind of it rang a little bit differently for me i remember I think back when I was living in New York at the time, one of my sister's best friends, basically, we had gone on a ski trip and she was a good friend with um, ex's wife. I never got to meet him, but, you know, we had other conversations and I remember being at her house and just really, she would, she would talk about just the, the, the life that ex's life was, it was, you know, there was, there was a lot of difficulty, there was pain. Yeah. And I think that what I, you know, hindsight, just, you know, the one or two conversations hearing about it, the fact that there are people like Brandon is saying like this, there's just people out there who are hurting and it doesn't matter about the amount of money, uh, the amount of celebrity, um, pain is pain. And, um, I think even though you could get elevated to a point of uh, cultural icon or, 
fame or celebrity, I think that that could even be more of a, a of a door that closes where you're able to get help or people are invested in you for that because they see you as the icon. And um, I just think that that translates to real life, like that people need help. So we, mm, we always yeah. have to be paying attention because if believers are the salt and the light, then we're the answer. Come on. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily thinking that at that time, but hindsight and retrospective now is, is just like, you know, I think the four of us, we come across a lot of different people who are hurting, hurting, who are broken, um, who need help. And um, a lot of times it just starts with an ear. And from there, you know, to have that ear and then be able to pray for them, you know, kind of like B was saying, like, why, why would God do this to them? But I think at the same time, like, God provides people like us to be able to say, to be that person that can, that can help them and point them to Jesus, who can save them to get them out of it. But like, it's dependent upon us too. Yeah. Like we have to take that, whoever it is in our life. Right. However, you know, we, we don't all have a DMX in our life, but we got, you know, this goes back to the first episode. We, we got each other and then we got the people that are in our direct circle of influence that don't just put your head in the sand and be an ostrich when you know something is going on. Or like the Holy Spirit is telling you, you can, you can ask questions. You can really see what's going on. Hey, how can I help? Hey, I'm just here to listen if I can. So. Or when we see someone struggling, do we choose to talk to them? or talk about them. What is our, our default response? Exactly. It makes me think about Amy Winehouse. Her first album was a cry for help. When she passed from a drug overdose, everyone acted like it was so tragic and so out of the blue. Her entire first album was a hit about rehab and not going and her dad thinks she's fine so she doesn't need help. And we sat there and celebrated the music without paying attention to the cry for help. And you don't want to beat yourself up and live a life of should I have done more? What could I have done? Is there something I should have seen? But I do believe we have to have eyes for each other and be checking on each other and just make sure that we're we're looking out for the people standing next to us. G? Yeah, man. It's, it's an interesting one because I have no context for DMX. I'd heard the name, um, but I had no idea who he was and the level of his you know, influence and fame. So from that perspective, it doesn't really resonate, but hearing how he died after an overdose. And recently I have come across the documentary on YouTube that Demi Lovato did recently, and it was after she overdosed in 2018 as well. Mm. Um, and it's that yeah. cycle of addiction that the ones with means and of celebrity are so much more visible. Those are the ones we mm. see. Yeah. Um, it becomes right. tabloid fodder and TMZ, you know, it's like helicopters over the home and the hospital when an ambulance is going to her house, you know, um, just crazy stuff like that. And I think a lot of it has to do with the people that are around these folks struggling with addiction. You know, it's that's I know that's only one part of it. It does go into psychological stuff and mental health and a lot of those are contributing factors to these cycles of addiction. But I think there's a lot of people who either enable or prey on people with an addiction and kind of use that situation to their own advantage or for various different reasons. So I think that's one part of it. But it's like you were saying, Kenneth, when Paul talks about the thorn in his side, like I, I don't know if we'll ever know what that was, but it appears to be something that he just wasn't able to 
escape, you know, like it was just something that was always there. And I feel like for a lot of people that are struggling with these addiction and then clean and then relapse and then clean again, it's just crazy. And even watching that documentary was wild because the overdose that she had was like it was extreme. She was moments away from death. And in the course of that um, overdose, she had a heart attack and three strokes, survived that miraculously, um, obviously had the the best medical care available in, in LA. But even after that experience relapsed and Gosh. you would think that that would be it. It's like after something that drastic, that near death, that that would be it, like, game over and like never going back but it happened again so it's just wild man it's just a it's heartbreaking just to see that you know we all struggle with different things and seeing people struggle with that is it's heartbreaking it really is because it just seems like something that's so out of your control in a way obviously there's that first decision or influence that happens where that substance or whatever it is is introduced into your life but i think once it becomes that addiction it's just a very difficult cycle to break if you don't have access to resources and people and an infrastructure and a network and a community that can you know hold you up and hold you accountable as you you know walk through that sobriety and rehabilitation afterwards yeah it again just makes me think about paul's words when he wrote the things that i want to do i don't do the things that i do not want to do i continue mm-hmm. to do yeah. and then also rest in peace to prince philip who passed yeah. today one. Yeah. and the contrast of the two someone who went at 50 years old after a life of battling an addiction versus someone who passed at 99 and for all intents and purposes had a full life. It makes me pray that more people are able to have full fulfilling lives and, and get to see their grandchildren and great grandchildren and Mm -hmm. not spend the majority of their life battling something like that. It also made me think, is there anyone in my world that is struggling that I'm unaware of or I haven't paid enough attention to see? And praying through that, we've talked about on this podcast, the struggles of collective trauma over the last 12 months, 18 months. Grant, you shared, I think on the first episode, that it was so different as a single person living alone versus having married couples that you saw that at least had their person to be with. And yeah, I've just really been praying for Holy Spirit to show me, is there someone in my world that I'm missing that is drowning in something and and needs help or needs someone to reach out? God, just please make sure I don't miss that. Mm -hmm. If I can be an encouragement to someone or a shoulder to cry on or something, Mm -hmm. this hasn't been an easy year for anybody. On top of police brutality and crazy Mm -hmm. election cycle, a pandemic, so many things we're coming out of and we've all been facing and making sure that we're not so wrapped up in everything that's going on or the latest news story that we lose sight of the people that are literally drowning next to us. Yeah. That's good, brother. Can't become so stimulated that we forget about the people that are close to us. Bit of a heavier note to end on, but rest in peace to DMX, rest in peace to Prince Philip. Mm -hmm. Uh, Prayers up for their family, their fans. Both of them had lives that impacted a lot of people. So prayers to anyone who was impacted by, by this loss. So many memories attached. Yeah. Reach out to 
someone this week yeah. reach out to mm-hmm. your friends check on each other man care for your brothers care for your sisters especially that strong friend that you know yeah. is always okay make sure you reach out and check on them check on your strong friend especially if you are 100 right. that they are right. doing okay make sure you check on them mm-hmm. this week we love you guys man as always thank yeah. you guys for tuning in love y'all so much yeah man if there's any feedback any thoughts any topics you want us to discuss Let any questions or <laughs> Anybody want to submit an application for Brandon? P32 pod at gmail.com. P32 chairman. P32 pod at gmail.com. We love y'all. Peace.